Hi, I'm Joel Gould, and welcome to another edition of NRL.com's Pearls Preview Pod. I'm here with um, Steve Renoff in the QRL's um, studios in Brisbane. And Steve, um, firstly, welcome to yeah. the show. Thanks for having me, Joel. Been a, another great week of rugby league, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bit like that, isn't it? Um, Tell us, Steve, where were you uh, when this... We're going to talk, firstly, about the 48 nil drubbing that the Broncos received uh, at the hands of West Tigers. Well, lucky for me, I wasn't concentrating too much on it. So I was... Um, I had been to dinner at Paddington, um, had a had a Vietnamese restaurant. There's a Vietnamese restaurant up the road, and then had it. We're just with a friend of ours, just three of us, and in the paddo, just having a beer. And um, I could see the screen from afar, the TV. And every time I looked up from after having a sip of my bit my wine, I um, there was another try scored, <laughs> and that went on all night. And I, I, I was I was. I was probably lucky I wasn't sitting down watching it for long, you know, because I was in conversation and because uh, I don't know what, what I would have done. Well, you've had a chance since, Steve. Um, we've just looked at the West mm. Tigers tries and you've had a chance to look at it yourself since. What do you, can you tell us, as a former Bronco, you, you won four premierships and um, Darren Lockyer said today that he's having sleepless nights mm. when he came out of the Broncos AGM about what's going on at the club. Tell us your own. How's it affecting you? Well, Joel, we we just had a quick look at it um, before we started this conversation, and all, all I could think of just watching it. I've watched it now two or three times. Is what, what comes to only word I can get is Keystone Cops, especially for that performance. Uh, you know, was that a game of touch? And I, I think I remember saying that about that the Parramatta loss last year, um, but that. that that only goes down as the worst when you see some of those defensive efforts, and and Joey John says it. So this is this is where they're at. I mean, you're out there as an individual. Uh, they were just reaching, and it was like playing touch. And no one wanted to get a body in front of a uh, defensive body in front of the attacking player, and they just didn't want to be there. It, it, it is a massive, massive problem in that in that joint. Well, there's one thing that stands out too, Steve. Can I get you to talk about this? is that there's no talk uh, on the field. You can see these defenders, they look like statues, They're almost like they can't speak. And then behind the try line, what are we seeing there? No, Tell us about that. Nothing. That- Same thing. So when you look in your, your dice trace, and that doesn't matter, even if even this, that was only 12 nil down or whatever, two tries, uh, you know, you want someone there harping and saying, you know, and, and boys, come on, this is what, what we need to do. And you usually, when you have... A balance of, of players that comes from the senior players, um, ex-captain Darius Boyd, right? So Ed only just lost his captaincy. Um, does not say anything. Does not, not that I can see anyway. Maybe he is, but I don't see anyone blasting out orders. And this is, you know, come on, boys, let's rally. They just sit there like stunned mullet, and it, so there's a problem. There mm-hmm. is a problem because no one. I keep saying this. No one's putting their hand up. And that's got to come from the senior players. The, the little senior, the few that we do have, that's where it needs to come from. Um, but there's just nothing. There's nothing said. They're just, they're, as I say, they're, just, they're all stunned. Well, the um, chairman of the Brisbane Broncos, Carl Morris, came out of the AGM and he said that Anthony Seabold will remain the coach until the end of the year when he will have a performance review. 
Mm. Um, from from my understanding, that's not a KPI performance review sort of thing. That's a that's a are you staying on as a coach style of performance review. So. I think the board has has made this decision. Um, you know, we've read some stories in the last week about you know the, the Broncos needing to win a certain amount of games, and I think this is that that is clear. Uh, the the stories are right in the mm. sense you know the sense yes. that the, well, they, the, they, they have to win, win games. I, I don't like I don't like the idea that they've got to win five out of ten. I think that's I agree with Phil Gould what he had to say about that. That's like accepting mediocrity. I think Cooper Cronk might have said something similar. He yeah. doesn't understand it either. But look, aside from that, the bottom line is that unless this club improves, they're going to make a change. Exactly. And and where that's going to be, and I, and look, I don't think that necessarily needs to sit with Anthony Seabold alone. So if he falls, a couple of the players need to fall because it's not fair. I, I don't think it's fair on him if it's only him. No, well, he, he can't accept all of the blame for this. No, not and, and at all. The people that appointed him, the people that are around him, the, the roster management, there's a whole lot of things that yeah. we're asking questions about at the Broncos and we, we can say, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And even this, I, I think the way he's been just treated this lately, it doesn't make sense either. There's a lot of things that d- don't add up. Um, yeah. I, look, one I, thing is said off the record or on background and then a different thing is said publicly. It's oh. hard to get to the bottom of what really is yeah, going on and there. And I wonder if Anthony Seabold has been told this or whether he's reading about it or hearing about it in the press. Well, exactly. Look, And, and look, I, I, I t- text Seabs after the game and I, I purposely didn't say too much after this game because I felt for him. I thought, what, what, what can you do as a coach when you watch that? You know, it's just like, wow, boys, you know, what, what, do you, what do you need to do? So, and I just said, mate, I feel for you. Te- you know, terrible. Like, mm. And you know he was good, um, but I, I just don't know what you what you do as a coach. No, I think I think he might be out of answers at the moment. To mm. be honest, like watching him in the press conference, you could see he was um, obviously lost for words. I think he said something like, "There are no words," no. And, and we have to analyse it. And when you you start talking about why it's happening, I, I couldn't tell you the answer to that. Because nah, well, we know what we know what good Broncos play looks like, but it doesn't look like what we're seeing. No, it it's doesn't. Nothing, it looks nothing like any Broncos team I've ever watched. Yeah, and I really, I, as you say, Joel, I, I think it's just. It, look, look, be honest. Dara shouldn't be there next week. He is, but he shouldn't be, because he he he's. Yeah, I reckon he's purposely doing. It. I think he's spot. He's got a bit of spite going on, um, that he's not captain anymore, and. Mate, what are you doing? What are you doing to our club? So, guess what, Darius? Guess what you're going to be remembered by? Your last two shit years of rugby league, and not your stellar career. Mm. Well, it's a, it's a, it's shocking, isn't it, to watch? It, oh, it, it is. And look, there was one try there which summed it up for me, for the Broncos in that West Tigers loss was the one where uh, Garner strolls over. Jermaine Asako, uh, and our heart goes out to Jermaine, of course, yes. uh, because his father's passed away. is very close to him, so yep. we won't go too hard on Jermaine Asako here, but because it's not just him. But what happened was there was just no communication between him and Darius Boyd, and they almost clashed heads. There was another try that was scored where um, the ball bounced, and uh, Benji ended up with the football. After a loss, a loss ball, and yeah. we have um, Anthony Milford pointing instead of trying to get back and stop um, Benji Marshall. Like this, 
it was almost like they so, were throwing up their hands saying, Who, who's responsible for yeah, this? Keystone cops. It's just the, there's just nothing there. And, you know, you, you hear other stories. I mean, there, there's apparently there's two groups at the club, within the club. There's, um, so I'm, I'm starting to hear a lot of different things. And it's, it's just a bit poison. They, they, there really needs to be a shake-up. But a sh- I, I believe a shake-up at a, at, a, at a lot of levels at that club, to be honest. Well, your great mate, um, Chris Johns, recently said, sack them all. He <laughs> said basically the place needs <laughs> complete, complete re-blowing up and rebuilding. Well, 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 but he, he's well, well, obviously, well, when, we, when, when we say Chris Johns, he's not just anyone. He's a multiple premiership winner. He's a chairman of the Brisbane Broncos, old boys. Used to be CEO or Melbourne Storm or, you know, manager director. Um, so, no, he's been there and done that. Yeah. So he knows what it's take what it takes, and you know you couldn't get a more passionate player than Chris Johns. Um, so you know they probably need to listen to him because the thing is the administration at whatever level where you, everyone knows who who we're talking about are part of the problem because they've let it happen. Mm. Um, so. And once again, this ain't pointing the, the finger at, at Anthony Seve. As I said, I like Seves. And uh, the decision that was made around you know, him getting five-year contract, please, like, honestly, um, that should never happen. So that go, this is going right back to the start of all this. Um, you know, we were, I was quite outspoken about that. But, you know, once the, that contract's signed, it's like, well, there you go. Um, but then there's recruitment. We can go through it. Leadership. You know, when I saw that story at the start of the year or about the Broncos, they've been talking about leadership now for the last 18 months, and when did we ever have to, you know, start again on leadership, that club? Oh, just bamboozles me. Um, and they talk about, oh, we, we got the leadership stuff right now, and it's probably been the worst ever. You know, after that statement was made, or it was in the paper, I took a photo of it, posted it, and I was... It's been the worst leadership group ever. So I just don't know what's going on. No. Well, they play the Melbourne Storm on Friday night. So we'll see. Yeah, what we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay, we better get into the preview, Steve. We've got the Eels. First up, Eels v. Um, West Tigers on Thursday night. Uh, the what the a good Eels. Game. Yeah, well, there's some good news for the Eels with Blake Ferguson, Mitch Moses, and Ryan Ma- uh, back at halfback, Ryan Madison in the back row. Uh, so that's good news for them. Uh, Luke Garner, who's had a very good game against the Broncos, is out for the Tigers with um, Cheekham starting in the back row. That's their only change. So Eels brought down to earth by the Manly Warringah on um, the weekend yeah. and the Tigers blitzing the Broncos. This this has the makings of an absolute cracker. Absolute cracker. and um, Bank West. Yeah, Bank West. and uh, it'll, Yeah, they, they looked a bit fragile, uh, Parramatta. Um but, you know, this is going to be a great game. Oh, you've got to be impressed with the way the Tigers are going. Even, I mean, we talked about them prior to the, the last match against the Broncos, and they've been playing some really good rugby league. Um, you know, they, they see that, seem to have got a bit of you know, steel on them, um, a bit tougher, but they, they're scoring tries. And, um, you know, they, they, work, they developed and recruited a really good team here. Billy Walters, you must have been happy for oh, him. Well, so, yeah. That was his first NRL try, I believe. Yeah, it was, you know, and we were, we were all proud of him. So our little group were texting that night and, um, you know, the Broncos old boys and 
lot of appreciation was shown for Billy um, and his try. So he's a good kid, you know. So um, Kevy was very proud as well. Okay, well, him and Benji Marshall are uh, playing some really good football. They were both. Benji brought back some memories of uh, his yeah. golden period at the West Tigers. It's a bit of 2005 about him. Some of those little tricks he was playing. <laughs> uh, really good to see. Mitch Moses, I think, is a big in for the Eels. Yeah. Uh, well, they're all big ins, the Eels ins, but uh, Mitch Moses, he's a big in. I- I'm tipping the Eels to win this. I think they'll bounce back. They weren't bad against Manly. Manly, yeah. Manly just unbelievably gutsy and yeah, they were great. Um, but you know, look, there's a bit of the Ryan Madison thing going on this week too. But so there's a little, going to be a little bit happening there. You'd think. Well, there is. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, a bit of a feud hmm. that's uh, been created uh, leading yeah. up to the game, which is great. We, yeah, love, which is good. we love feuds. And look, some dispute over whether he actually said some of the things he's accused of saying. He says he didn't say those things. I about, don't. I don't think about he did. West not ever winning a grand final. It, it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound. It doesn't like matter him. anyway. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It, it really don't, doesn't matter. Yeah, it, yeah. It, there, there is a, a lot of interest in this game because of Ryan Madison way yeah. left the Tigers. That he is at the Eels and they're playing each other. Yeah. And um, there's been some great promoters of rugby league over <laughs> the years, like Ken Arthurson and Ross Livermore. Yeah, yeah, the late oh, yeah. Ross Livermore, a uh, great man. He was for, for promoting footy yeah. and getting that yeah. that oomph into a game. Roy Masters was good at it. Oh, John Rebo was one of the best when the Broncos yeah. first come on the scene. Yeah. You know, they I think they built this quasi uh, quasi feud between the Brisbane Queensland team and and the New South Wales Rugby League, the ARL at the time. So it's quite funny. New South Wales Rugby League. Yeah, so it was like us versus them, but it worked. You know, it worked. It does. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, Eels, right? I've gone the Tigers. Okay. Cowboys, they were really good on oh. the, uh, the weekend against Penrith in Paul Green's last game. They're hosting the Seagulls. Uh, Greeny, uh, what a great story. Mm. How well handled by the Cowboys. Paul Green and, and the Cowboys have parted company. And uh, Greeny had a wonderful time there in those years. Uh, he took them to the finals for, uh, what was it, was it four consecutive seasons? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then, obviously, the, the triumphant 15 grand final and also... Another grand final out of the blue that didn't look like they were going to make in seven eight. Well, that was that was without JT. He got that team to that grand final, so that was a massive effort. But what a story! Uh, it was Greenland, wasn't it? Up there? <laughs> Greenland, <laughs> Greenland. Yeah, look, he, he's, he had a great time up there, Greeny, and um, he he really turned the club around. Um, you know, but um, it, it it's funny. You know, you watch that match. It goes close to one of their best games of the year, and I was really happy uh, with. The, the fullback and oh Hamaso and the boy Fidel yeah amazing um, try by him <laughs> and then the the young five eight the you know he uh, he scored an I think they're the same age I think they played together here at State High they played rugby in the in Brisbane State High it's and Arcee. yeah amazing Arcee, is it? just yeah I see just to see those boys move um, with the footy um, was just amazing. It was, wasn't it? What a try yeah. that the, yeah. ham, the hammer scored. Yeah, yeah. He danced around everybody. And yeah. look, the, the Cowboys have had some wonderful fullbacks. We, we think of Matthew Bowen, of course. Oh, of course. He's a different style of player to Matthew Bowen, but he looks like he's going to be just as effective. Great performance by the Cowboys. They just lacked a bit of polish on the ends of, yeah. of some of those um, sets at the back end there. That just They were a bit unlucky. They could have easily scored a try late. Um, yeah. There was a lovely little kick by Clifford that nearly came off for them. But um, anyway, they put up a great performance against Penrith. They did. And uh, Josh Hannay has um, taken over as the um, 
coach, yeah. which is good to see. Josh wants to be a career coach. He did a good job at South Logan when he was head coach. Yeah. And I really like him as a coach. I think he's... Um, well, when, you, when you talk to him, he knows he's footy. Oh, he's the real cowboy too. You know, that he'd be... Uh, hopefully, he gets, you know, the, the players rally with him and, uh, you know, they get a few wins for the rest of the season. Mm. A few candidates in line up there. Christian Wolfe's name's been mentioned. Yep. Todd Payton, who's now the coach of the um, the New Zealand Warriors, who interim coach who did a really good job with the uh, 20s. He, uh, players like Cohen Hess. Yep. He, he did a lot of really good stuff with Cohen to get him through. So he's another candidate. And there are others, of course. Anthony Griffin's name's been mentioned as well, as as, as you would expect with uh, the coaches that don't have jobs at the yeah. moment. There's so many of them. There is, yeah. Um, but you would think you would think that um, that Todd Payton would be right in there. Um, Christian Wolf. Christian Wolf. He, another one that's had an association with the Cowboys, obviously. Yeah, he'd be my pick. Um, I think he's a smart coach, and you, you take his judgment well, and he's a good bloke. Um, so, you know, I'd love to see Wolfie get a run. Okay, we better come back to the game, um, Steve. Um, we wish Paul Green all the best. So I think he'll have a job very soon. Uh, he'll be on the sidelines for long, and there's some talk that he could be a Brisbane Broncos coach. Yeah, in that'll be interesting. As well. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Manly, you can't say enough about the Manly Warringah oh. Seagulls. I um, actually texted Graham Eady after the game, and he was very proud. Uh, it, just, uh, it just had memories for me of 1978 where they played six games in yeah. 24 days to win the title. Uh, Manly's one of my favourite teams. Uh, if I wasn't a Dragons fan, I'd be a, a Manly Was he sitting at the Billy Nudgel? No, well, Hotel? Graham's had a few health issues, oh, okay. um, so I don't, I don't know where he was, but um, he, he got back to me straight away and said, yeah, that was just very courageous. He was very yeah. proud oh, that's of good. That's good. Uh, I thought of him straight away because I know he's been going through a, a few uh, health yes. problems of late. But um, Manly, and Moses Suley, how brave was he? He came back on, yeah. looked like he'd injured his sternum, and he defended like a, a Trojan, like he really did. Got involved. Yeah, well, and, uh, that, that's the sort of guts that Manly comes up with. Cherry Evans responded yeah. to a bit of criticism of, of a poor performance the week before and had a blinder. Yeah, exactly. They stood up, and that, that's what you want. Mm. Um, I, look, I'm, I've, I've got to go with the, the Seagulls here. Uh, just far too much. Uh, that grit and um, experience across the park. Yeah, and Adam Fanua Blake returns, so that's a big in. Yeah, that is a big in. I'm going the Manly Seagulls. Okay, on Friday night, we have the Brisbane Broncos up against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, the, the spines change for the Broncos with Milford at fullback, Crofton Dearden in the halves. Finally, Tom Dearden gets a game at starting halfback, and um, Corey Pakes is the hooker. So a new spine for Brisbane, and that's a, a big change for them. Uh, no changes for the Storm. Goodness, well, what can you say about this game, Steve, please? Well, I, I, look, I just can't see Brisbane. If, if it's going to go even 50% to where they've been playing, they've, they've got Buckley's. Um, and, you know, I hate saying that, but they've, they've really got Buckley's up against this Storm team. I, I don't think anyone will disagree with me there. I mean, um, I just, I just, that's a massive turnaround mm. uh, in a week. Um, and, and then there's been those changes. Um, that's another thing we've got to remember, that they, there are uh, decent changes. So, so with accommodations, that'll be upset. But when you've got a team like, you know, so particular and precise like Melbourne, I don't think Brisbane will get near them. No, we, we do hope that the Broncos put on a better show. Yeah, of course. And, I, I, um, yeah. I, I do like Dearden at halfback. It's a big ask for him to come in in this game. And... Um, and you can't expect miracles from him, that's for sure. But I did like him last year. He was 
I've watched him train. He's got a great game sense, a beautiful pass. Oh, he's and, a good little uh, player. He's tough. And yeah. I do, I do like the selection. I think Anthony Seabold's done the right thing, putting him at halfback. Stags, Stags back. Katoni yeah. Stags is back at, yeah. at, at the right centre. That's a that's a bonus. That's a big in for the Broncos. Um, so uh, the Broncos are going to have to watch Nelson Asofa Solomon, who that block of flats that he is. <laughs> uh, he's going to be coming flying along, and, and they're going to uh, run him straight at certain uh, uh, certain halfback. I think in Brody Croft's going to uh, cop a bit of wear I, and tear. I, th- I think I, I can not really tell you what's going to happen here. I, I think, and it, it's happened a few times in these losses for Brisbane. They're just going to come out in the middle and try and thump us. And we'll just shy off the ball. That's that's exactly what will happen. They'll come out and just, with the big boys from Melbourne, um, they'll come out. They'll, they're probably hoping that you know they get the kick off to Brisbane and they'll show them early um, what the footy is about and we'll just get on the back foot. I'm, I'm nearly guarantee that's going to happen. Well, the starting practice good enough for Melbourne, but Tino Fasa Malawe... And Nelson and Sofa Solomon are off the bench against the Titans last week. They were awesome. That's, well, they, uh, that's they, one of the best one-two punches off the I, I bench reckon I've that's ever what, seen. In what, recent times, it was just awe-inspiring. That's what I mean. The boys go out and do it, but then they they get replaced by these two. It's like, wow. It is wow. And Nelson <laughs> is really moving into some good form. <laughs> he, is. he ran a couple of beautiful lines, too, off Cameron Smith uh, pass. One of them was just a real classic uh, try. And Smith's pass. Cameron Smith's passing no. game in that game against the Titans. I mean, look, we know how good he is, but it's just of another echelon. Well, that's the thing. He's just, he just, it's nearly like he get, he's getting better. It's like, <laughs> it's like, if that's possible. But, um, you know, it's just amazing to watch him play. Uh, you know, I mean, you've got to think about his age, but uh, age has got nothing to do with it when it comes to him. He's just, he's just out there doing it. It's just his, his thought process and what, what goes through. And then he, mm. then he, actually physically delivers. And we haven't mentioned Munster, who had a blinder. Oh, he he uh, controlled it. And, good comeback um, for him. One of the best uh, cutout passes I think I've seen a long, long time. He double pumped. Yeah. Uh, deceived the Titans. He had the up and in defence from a scrum. So it was the Titans' yep. right side. So he double pumps. And then he sort of delays it a little bit and then lobs this beautiful pass onto the chest of Josh Adokar, who yes. races away. That, that was class. Yes. That was just... That was Munster at his best. He was in form after the game too, and I interviewed him. <laughs> He's one of my favourite players to interview. Uh, uh, he was different. Absolute he? character of the game. Uh, Long may there be more of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we're tipping Melbourne. the Broncos, um, Steve. No, I've got to go. <laughs> I can't. I've got, I'm slipping behind on there. Our, our, uh, the Broncos are costing me every week at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been loyal. Most, I have been as, loyal. As loyal as you could be. I've just got to be very honest this week. I just can't see them beating Storm. No, be honest. We want yeah. you to be honest. Uh, yeah, I'm tipping the Storm to win too. I, I do think, I honestly believe that the Broncos will come out with a, with a bit more intent. I think they'll play better this week. Yes. I've got a feeling watching them, and I can't be sure of this if you're a Brisbane Broncos fan, but I just got the sense that there's going to be a better effort, especially at Suncorp I'm heading to the game too, so. Yeah, I, I think they'll, and I hope that they put up a real fight in this game. The Warriors hosting the Roosters on Saturday. Um, the Warriors are in a world of pain at the moment, of yeah. course. Um, this is the last game for some of their um, stars who are going back to New Zealand for personal and family reasons. They're up against the Roosters at Central Coast. Don't like their chances. No, I don't like their chances. And um, you know, I mean, those those three. I think it's three players that are leaving. You know, they want to put in and There's you know, four. I think four is it. Yeah. yeah well, uh, they'll they'll come out and rip in, but. Um, 
going to struggle against the Roosters' outfit. Well, they are, and the Roosters won't be happy with the loss, will they, that they no. suffered? It's, yeah. uh, so much has happened since, it's hard to believe they, they lost to Canberra. Yeah, I know. Um, and and that, that was the thing. That was a, well, there was a few ups, a couple of upsets, wasn't there? But, um, yeah, so that was a, they'd, be, they'd be hurting with that, and they won't, they won't go again. They won't leave. I don't think so. Uh, Mitch Orbison starting the back row for Angus Crichton's got a knee problem. Uh, Nat Butch is returning on the bench. So um, that's good news for um, the Roosters. Uh, there's there's changes for the Warriors. I think they're going to struggle in this game. Yeah, and we're both tipping the Roosters in that one. The Sharks, uh, after a, a Sean Johnson masterclass <laughs> up against the Dragons and the old um, derby down there at uh, Jubilee Stadium, this will be a cracker of a game. Sean Johnson, we speak about him a lot lately. Yeah, yep. He's playing some of his best footy now. And the, yeah. and the Sharks were really, really good, weren't they? They against were. Against the Warriors, they put them to the sword. Yeah, it just shows. that, that it, it's, it's funny, they have a little bit of a checkered start and then... Uh, they're coming together. It's like they've just been building. You know, they're playing a bit of old Sharks footy, but you can see when they're going okay. Johnson's doing what he does best. Um, as you said last week, was one of his best games. I like um, Talakai for the uh, Sharks. He's a real um, ball of muscle, isn't he? He yeah. really does um, rumble along, and he's in the back row for Britton Nakora, who's been suspended. Okay, yeah. but I, I really liked him. Uh, what he brought to the table against the Warriors uh, that was great. Um, there's a lot to like about the Sharks when they play their best football. And um, the Dragons had that come-from-behind win over um, the, yeah. uh, the Bulldogs. I was a bit worried there for a while, but they, they <laughs> turned it on in the end. Yeah, they, a few few fatal uh, mistakes there. And, um, you know, look, it, that game could have gone either way. But, you know, the good on them, they, they, they crawl back, St George. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be behind and um, they end up getting there in the end. Well, it's good to see the spine stand up when the game yeah. was on the line. Yeah, like we saw Dufty, Norman, Clune, in particular Hunt, and Hunt. They they really did stand up and come up yeah, with some really big did. plays to get the, yeah. the Dragons over the line, which was good. And uh, that's what you want. You want your your playmakers to stand up when the game has to be. You're just say about a, about a young player and um, played with his dad and young Lachlan Lewis. Um, he he can be so good, um, but he, he's obviously still young. But then. He fell away with a couple of really bad mistakes, and he, he seems to have that in his game. I don't know whether that's an age thing, maturity thing, but um, I don't mind the way he plays. Um, he's got, I don't mind his big boot either. Um, but but I think a couple of those last tries were, you know, I think he had a bit to do with to do with them. And I just like to see him put a, together a full eighty minutes mistake free because uh, I, I don't I, I don't mind the way he plays his footy you played with his dad did you yeah Scott and reserve grade at, at the Broncos and um, uh, Wally's they hate me saying this Wally's brother <laughs> <laughs> Scotty he's a, a good good bloke but, um, what about your brothers and sisters uh, Steve they like being called the Pearl's brother or the Pearl's <laughs> sister you've got to, you've got to no my si- I've got, I got eight sisters and I'll go no He's no. What is it? Have you got um, how many brothers have you got? Three brothers and eight sisters. So yeah. it's twelve of us. Um, they go. No, he's our brother. <laughs> he's. <laughs> okay. Where are you tipping here? The, we got off the track there. Yeah, we, we did. We're talking about the sharks and the dragons. Oh, shark, and... Sharks. Yeah, that's oh. all right. I don't mind getting off the track, Steve. <laughs> yeah, good We're chat. a bit more scatological, aren't we? Than yeah. um, maybe some previews are, but um, that's that's, the way, okay. that's, the that's okay. We, that's the way we roll. No nah, sharkies for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go. I'll tip the sharks, but I hope that the dragons win. Yeah, I have to say that because it's true. 
Raiders v Rabbitohs on Saturday at uh, GIO Stadium. Now, this Ooh. looms as a cracker, but some terrible news for James Roberts. He's out yeah. um, with yep. a pec tear. And also, um, we've got um, Ethan Lowe. Ethan He's Lowe. out long term. I don't know if they'll be back this year. Oh, yeah. um, they do welcome back Campbell Graham from a facial fracture. But we've seen, what we have seen recently is that teams with injuries, if they're good enough, can, and Canberra's a classic example of this last yeah. week, they can lift and get their team over the line. So the Rabbitohs have got some injuries to some key men. Still a pretty handy back line that they've named there. But um, you'd have to like the, the Raiders down there at um, GIA Stadium after that magnificent victory over the Roosters. Yeah, and it, w- it was a great performance. I, I think really when you know Hodgson got injured the week before, we really wrote them off. It's funny that um, we sort of underestimate how good a team they were. Or they are, sorry. Um, and they came back with a great win. But um, look, I, I've actually gone the Rabbits here. Um, I, I just think Wayne will get this group up they still got their spine um you know it's, it's a shame jimmy's out but um you know I, I think when you still got latrell there in the team and uh strike players like that that they're always a chance mm. okay well I, I i don't think south will win this game i, I really like the look of dynamis louis uh, in that game last week i thought he he was really yeah. good Ex-Bronco. ricky's turned in him a really good player he, he, i think he might have dropped him earlier in the season but he's come back extremely well and uh, Saliva Havili uh, is obviously filling in there for um, Hodgson and yeah. he's he's a very good player at nine so we can't underestimate the impact he can Well he have. must have had did, you know his game must have been fairly solid uh, at, at hooker for them to get away with the win you know so they didn't lose too much No well, you're tipping you're tipping the Rabbitohs Rabbitohs yeah Okay I've got to go to the um, Raiders. I wasn't, to be honest, I haven't really been that enamoured by the Rabbitohs against the better teams this year. I don't yeah. feel like they've really... Well, that's where I think Wayne could be able to get Uncle Wayne uh, to get in their ear. And, you know, he, the, the chips are down from a bit, a couple of injuries and uh, get the boys to rally. They, as I said, they still got a good nucleus there in their team. Well, they fought back extremely yeah. well last week, but they, they left their run too late. Too late and yeah. some of the football they played towards the back end of the game was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was. I think they do miss Luttrell at the back. Alex Johnson's got a lot going for him, but um, he hasn't got the ability to put play other players away in the same way that... Um, oh, he's, uh, Luttrell's still got another. How long is he out for? Um, he's got another game, I'm pretty sure, to yeah, go. One to think, go. Uh, at least one. Yeah, one more. Okay. Uh, the Knights and the Bulldogs on Sunday at McDonald Jones Stadium. You know, we've seen the Knights were, were too good for South. Yes. They came out and belted them. Yeah. They belted them. And they played a real tough brand of football. And that was enough to get them over line, even though there was a comeback. Uh, that's a, that's where teams are winning this year. They're coming out early and putting the other team quickly on the on the back foot. And that comes through the, the new ch- rule change as well. So if you can get that advantage as a team... That all was well for the rest, you know, early on. That all was well for the rest of the game. That was probably a good example last week, uh, the Knights' performance. Um, but, yeah, obviously going to back the Knights. <laughs> yeah, well, the Bulldogs showed a lot under um, their new coach, um, George Arliss, last week. And I thought they looked really good. They did a lot of really good things. And it's great news that Kieran Foran's um, not got a season-ending toe injury. Uh, he's, yeah. he's okay. Uh, so he looked really good before he was um, injured. And I really liked the English import, Luke Thompson. Yeah. He really did, had a barnstormer, didn't he? Um, he did, they're just tough, aren't they? They're tough, yeah. yeah. They are. Real um, tough. Now, one thing about the Knights, you could talk about all... They all had very good games last week. Uh, Bradman yeah. Bess, he just gets better. 
I like Kurt Mann's performance and Pierce, but the, the one player that uh, I would like to talk about is Callum Ponga. He was he played tough. Like yeah, some did. of his um, try saves yeah. were really good last week. Well, he, he, ste- he scored he, a great try, but he, he stepped stepped up, didn't he? You know, so. compared to I, I, he's sort of been criticised. It he hasn't had himself in the game, which I think was fair enough. Uh, but he got himself in the game this week. He was you know, great. He was great. Yeah. yeah, I liked some of his defensive efforts. I'm still I'm still a massive fan of Mitchell Pearce. You know, I, I just love the way he plays his footy. Well, when we did the NRL players poll, which was formerly of Rugby League Week's players poll, of course, before mm-hmm. NRL took over it, when he also um, bought Rugby League Week. Um, so Mitchell Pearce was the, voted by his peers as the best halfback. And there you go. He, he just I just love his side. He's tough. You know, he, he zips around on the on the field, and when he's on, he's on. You know, it's um, but he's been very consistent. I think this year, which is great. Um, look, so when we, you know, when I picked my Origin team, I don't know if you noticed last week, I got a little bit of kickback <laughs> on, on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, so, sometimes I, I've got it. <laughs> anyway, when that happens on Twitter, Steve, I don't I don't pay much attention for long. No, no, I forget. It, you know, it's funny because I someone did criticise your team, but that's going to happen. No, was it? And it wasn't a criticism. Someone just said, "Oh, Mitchell Pierce?" Question mark. Um, like you didn't think of him, and I said, "No, actually, right. I, I actually would like to see him there, but I don't think they'll pick him." That's that was my comeback. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a it wasn't a strike at me. It was a strike more about a couple of other other selections. But uh, he uh, yeah, whoever the person was just said just said, look, Mitchell Pierce question mark, and I said, I'd like him there. Uh, not that I want. It was your want team him. anyway, Steve. Or did you pick the team you think will be picked rather than yes. the team you want to pick? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to get it right. <laughs> you can pick the team you want. You know. No, no. I, it's, I, when I when I get when I select those teams, I think of the team. That will be picked. Yeah, well, I, I got the sense when you picked your Queensland team. I thought you were a little bit conservative with your Queensland team. And I get the sense that you might have talked to Kevy about it or, <laughs> or have a. Or no, Kevy doesn't give me anything. Doesn't he? No. I thought you had him on Deadly Choices Facebook that day. <laughs> yeah, we did, but he. Uh, no, we, we were just. Uh, yeah, he was good, but no, we didn't talk too much about, about the selection. I, I did talk to him about possibly Davy Fafita running the centres. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance of that. Happening. No, exactly. Especially everyone. not until he gets some football. Oh, that's right. Exactly. But then again, you never know. You yeah. never know. That's, it wouldn't be such a bad idea, but no. I don't think defensively it's a good idea. Yeah. No, I really don't, especially when I look at some of the centres he might be up against. Yeah. I just don't think that's the way to go for Queensland. Uh, Titans, uh, so we're tipping uh, Sorry, you, we're tipping the Knights, yes. Yeah. I don't, can't see them losing to the Bulldogs. The Titans are hosting the Panthers in the final game on Sunday. Thought the Titans were okay for 25 minutes, yeah. but then they fell away. They made too many mistakes, and poor old Kip Keegan Hipgrave's copped a lot of flack this week. I think he played a bit busted last week. I'm, I'm expecting. I'm a big fan of Keegan's. I know he didn't. There you are. His stats weren't great, but um, they don't tell the full story. Although they didn't tell a very good story for Keegan, but I'm. I think he um, yeah, he might have uh, played. And this is what you've got to learn to do, I suppose, Steve. If you're playing busted, you've got to perform. But uh, hmm. I, I expect a, a really big game from him in response. Yeah. There's some things I liked about the Titans, but what's the other things I didn't like? Well, it was just the, the, Their error you, rate is just too high. Yeah, and someone's mentioned that, and there's a couple of teams that run around that saying you can't have that in this NRL climate. You can't have the mistakes and expect to win a game, mm. as many as you know certain teams have, and, and the Titans are one of them. Um, it's something they've got to learn. Um, you know, look, 
I always want to see the Titans do well. And as you, they can give you 25 minutes of good footy, but then it's just a drop-off. Um, I don't know whether they get tired or, or what happens, but um, I, I can't see them getting close to the Panthers. No, I'm not, I can't tip the Titans based on what I've just seen last week. And um, They do have a tendency just lately to have a loss and a win, but I, I think they've probably picked as the competition leaders the wrong team to be getting a win, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Nathan Cleary again last week. Oh. When the when the game was on the line, this is this is the thing that we see with the, the origin players, the players that are the elite players of our game, when the game's on the line they stand Step, up and he yeah. did it again. Yeah he did. Uh, everything was precise. He um, he scored a great try, the last try. Mm. Um, we iced the cake there. He'd already he'd already um, basically got them over the line. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah definitely and um, it was a good finish for him personally. It was, a, yeah, fantastic performance. You know, James Fisher Harris, he's having an absolute humdinger of a season. He's got to be one of the leading props. If he's not a, the leading he, prop. I always call him the, the Gordy Talos mini me. Well, he, he has elements of Talos about him, doesn't he? He's oh, when he uh, first came on the scene, he had he had the the curly hair, the locker hair, mm. and I thought, oh my God, it's Gordy's love child. <laughs> 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 Okay, Steve. Well, there's our tips there. We're both going Penrith uh, in the final yeah, game. Look, definitely. Look, thanks um, very much for your thoughts. Yep. It's been a tumultuous week in rugby league with a coach uh, in Paul Green leaving the Cowboys. But like we said, uh, he can hold his head high what he's achieved. Yeah. I love the way the Cowboys dealt with it. Yeah. It was respectful. Paul Green fronted the media and went on a few shows, did interviews with NRL.com's Brad Walter. Um, he made himself available. The way he handled it, the way the Cowboys handled it, that's professionalism. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's the way it should be done. This obviously shows a lot of respect um, of Paul Green with the board. Um, um, so I think they did a great job. Mm. Well, he'll always be remembered um, for winning mm. that 2015 premiership. It's it's something who, that... Who was that against? Hey? <laughs> that was against the Broncos. It was against a different sort of Broncos team that night. Yeah, it? it was. It was. Some of the same players. Again, I just just to say something to, and because we know there's going to be, you know, Anthony Seabold's going to be under the pump again, and there's talk about you know new coaches come to the club already. One thing to the admin, not to jump at a new coach straight away. That they've done their homework on a new coach, because um, I, I don't think they do. Um, they really need to do their homework, and and whether that be Paul Green, they need to ask interview the players back the Cowboys why do you think he got let go or why did he leave you know because you just don't know if you can't just take someone blind even though they've got a good record you've got to remember so you got to remember it's like your last game you remember your last game well his last two seasons hasn't had a good winning no he hasn't that's true so, that's true I think so I'm that's but that need, really needs to be looked at because we we want a winning coach and yes he's he's won one grand final um, but we need a winning coach hmm well, your money would be on Kevin Walters, of course. Yeah, you've always said that he should have had that job, and you still believe he. Kevin, should. Kevin probably won't be there until some of the admin are moved on. I think you're honest. right, Steve. For, for the sake of our listeners, you know, wanting to know well what might happen, I believe the current administration that's there would be unlikely. If if they did, if, say for instance, the season falls apart, and they make some sort of an early decision, or they, they do yeah. decide it's time. I, I think the current administration, I don't, I don't like Kevy's chances as much. No. But if, say, for instance, a Ben Iken was in, was a CEO before they made the decision, there was a new board, then I think Kevin's chances improve. Yeah. But um, I think 
you know, they're both old boys, of course, but Kevin's a special old boy. Yeah, uh, five, only, five grand finals. There's only one um, player, I believe, in Broncos history to have started in all five premiership yeah. wins. Like Michael Hancock has also won five. But Come off the bench. I think they're the only two. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it pans out. We can mm. we can only speculate yeah. really about what and That's right, happen. but I hope they get it right. Yeah, well, I do too. I, I mm. think every Broncos supporter... Hopes they make the right decision. Yeah. They've got some good candidates there to look yeah. at. But Anthony Seabold could yet uh, turn this season around. His team, it's up. It's in their hands now. I think um, he's, he's, he's going to get them ready. It's up to the players, I think, to stand up and play to their potential because we know they're not. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I'm sure they, they couldn't honestly say they were. No, help your coach out, boys. Yep. Thanks, Steve.